So last week for the Pedal Aggression podcast, uh, both Andy and I weren't feeling too well, um, and we put the format to the side. With this episode, um, Andy's not available actually right now to be on this episode, which is a shame because it's the, the final one, but what we'll do is our best to, uh, well, what I should say, <laughs> what I would do is uh, kind of conclude what we were going to talk about, which was recording music and playing live. But I'm going to make this more about uh, playing live and promoting because promotion is playing a huge role in, uh, especially in today's uh, local music culture. I also uh, hope that we have a copy of the theme song here. So. Even though last week we put the format to the side, I want to continue with what we were going to talk about. And this is obviously going to be coming completely from my own viewpoint. We'll start with promoting your band first, because usually that's what you do before you get your first couple of uh, shows. So you have your music recorded. You have, I don't know, let's just say five or six original songs. And you want to start playing some gigs. Well, I can tell you at least from my own uh, experience in pedal aggression, usually you'll play open mics first. And you'll be playing open mics for a long time. Andy and I still play open mics um, regardless of how many years we've been in a band. And regardless of if we, you know, um, have played paid gigs. Open mics are still a great place just to kind of cut your teeth on new songs, try out new material in front of a, you know, less important audience. Of course, your audience is always going to be important, but I think you get my drift. So you have your originals, you're very new, and you don't have much name recognition. The very first thing you're going to do is start finding open mics, which can get a little tricky. Not necessarily that there aren't open mics available for you to play, but what can you play at those open mics is very dependent on the, uh, the, the, the place itself. In our own case, a place that we've played at a lot, especially when we were a new band, was a place called Saxby's in Hanfield. Uh, it's a great coffee shop, but mind you, it's a coffee shop and we're allowed raucous rock band right so we weren't able to go in there with a full drum kit and our amps um funnily enough though we did once uh and they were like oh geez what's this and they let us play our stuff but it was a little it was a little awkward so you have to keep that in mind if you're an acoustic act then fantastic you can pretty much live off of open mics um, because you can go in there with your acoustic guitars um, or you can go in there with like a clean guitar amp or something like that but usually for the heavier bands for the louder bands sadly a lot of open mics take place at 
coffee shops and those sorts of venues don't really lend themselves too well to a loud band. So usually, for your louder bands, um, for rock bands in general, for any band that's, you know, your typical four-piece with drums, guitar, bass, and whatnot, typically, you'll have the hardest time trying to find open mics at venues that are made for loud rock bands. We got lucky because there was a place nearby um, in our area called Red Dwarf Studios there in Sewell, New Jersey. And uh, it's a practice place, pretty much. They have a bunch of practice rooms, but they also have one live room. And it's a stage, and they have mics and a full drum kit there, and that is perfect for uh, the sort of stuff that we wanted to do. And so we played there a lot, and that allowed for us to get better on stage, and that allowed for us to try out new songs and, and just kind of get the feel for playing live. Obviously, if you're not in an area where you have a place like Red Dwarf or something, you can also look up these sorts of things online. There was a place in Philly that I remember we played at called um, Connie's Rick Rack in, uh, on South Street. And that's a bar slash venue, but they had open mics on, I think, Thursdays, but don't quote me on that. And we found that online, and we knew we wanted to play more in Philly, so it was a win-win. Of course, then the problem becomes parking and uh, lugging all your crap into the place and hoping that you got there in time because you're in Philly. Of course, there's going to be a lot of competition for that sign-up sheet. Uh, and that's another thing that I'll get to in just a minute. If, you, if you're trying to find open mics, I should say, that fit what you need, there's a site, I believe, called openmics.org, and you can go in there. And you can kind of search open mics in your area, and you can go there, go on the map, and click and see what that place is like. If it's a sort of, if it's a coffee shop or something like that, and you're like a, you know, a, a thrash band or something like that, or if you're like a cross punk band, you might not want to be playing at Joe's Coffee Shop because they probably won't fit your scene. They might not even let you play. Um, but the the sort of caveat to that is something that Andy and I like to do, even though we're a loud band. Um, sometimes we go to those places just with our acoustic guitars and sort of do acoustic renditions of our songs to fit that place better. And we do that mostly because we're bored, but also it's fun. And it, it, it definitely helps you just put your faces out in the crowd more. It gives you better name recognition. So don't always limit yourself, especially when you're a new band. You don't really have the opportunity to be picky. If you've been going at this for three years or longer like us, then we can kind of, you know, we have a following. We know kind of where we where and what we want to play. Um, so we can kind of be a little picky. But even still, you, you can only get so picky as to when you have name recognition when you're in your music scene and within that sort of 15 or 20 mile area if you're a known band just by your name then you've earned some cred but in your first six months or so as a band you should play pretty much any opportunity you get and so 
I would recommend you, honestly, if if you can, if you can make acoustic versions of your tunes, if you think that they would work all right on acoustic guitars, it's not a bad idea to go into your coffee shops or those little areas and say, listen, you know, we're not going to bring our electric guitars in here, but we'll do a couple of songs. And it just helps get your name out there better. It's not a bad idea. I'd highly recommend it. And it's fun. And it helps you again work in front of a live audience because the more that you get on stage, the less afraid you become of being on stage. So when you start playing your shows for 25 or 50 people or 100 people, uh, it won't be so daunting. So when you have a band, most of the times now, from what I've seen, you make a Facebook page with your band. I know that when Pedal Aggression first formed on Leap Day in 2016, uh, I think we had a Facebook page in the next couple of days, if not that very day. And what comes with that is a very powerful tool. And that tool really is having that page creating a logo or some sort of photo for your band and just giving a brief explanation of what you're doing. And also, there is where you're able to share your music. But thirdly, having your own personal Facebook page and your other bandmates, you can all be admins of the page and you can go there and invite all your friends. So if you have like uh, 200, 250 friends there, you can... On Facebook, literally click select all and it'll invite all 250 of your friends there to like your page. Now, no, you might not, you probably won't have all 250. You might get 50. Oh, you might get 60 or 70. Who knows? And then, of course, your guitarist, he might have another two or, two or 300 friends and he might get another 50 or 60 uh, accepts. And then by the end of the day, you could very well have 100 or 150, 200 likes, and you haven't even really done much. But that's, again, the thing. Once you make that page and you start getting people accepting your invites to, to like the page, you have to have a lot of content already out there. So you have to have you know maybe an introduction video. You might want to have a good cover photo. You want to make sure that you look presentable right out of the gates. Because if you still look like you don't know what you're doing, if it looks like... If, if somebody views your page and they're like, oh, what the hell are these guys doing? Are they even really taking the band seriously even though they just first formed? You don't want that. So I'm not saying that you have to be tough and serious. I mean, have fun with this. Honestly, I think it's a lot more endearing to people when you act funny, which is something that, at least with Andy and I, as Pedal Aggression, we've kind of honed down what we know is funny and people really like seeing your bandmates together having a good time because if they're if you can make your audience smile if you can make your audience laugh then you've got them right then and there there's no question about it people really like being entertained and so <laughs> you, you can share your music you can write some of the best damn music out there 
But truth be told, if you're not somebody that they can listen to talk for a while, if you're not somebody that can also be just kind of entertaining and, and fun to listen to uh, and fun to be around, you might have a harder time than what you'd think. Which is kind of funny because I know you're thinking, well, it's just a band. We're here to make music. We're not like stand-up comedians or we're not motivational speakers. But you have to understand something. Music is still in the entertainment industry. And so at the end of the day, your goal really is to entertain your audience. And, uh, you know, obviously you can write very serious songs. You can write really personal songs. But at the end of the day, you're still entertaining them. So... This is something that is is kind of more just my own opinion, but I know of a few, more than a few local bands in South Jersey uh, with whom I've been friends with before, and they're nice people. They're very nice people. But there are some bands around here that I think Andy and I know both agree on this very seriously. Um, they take themselves way too seriously and what i mean by that is that they act as if they are assigned to columbia records they have platinum albums and they're the toughest thing and the most hardcore the most heavy band out there and all they do is brag about themselves they don't try and have a actual connection with their audience they don't try to really go out of their way to be sort of endearing and fun to listen to. And it builds an audience connection when you don't have a veil between yourself and your audience. That's something I think Andy and I do very well, is that we don't put on some sort of mask, we don't put on some sort of character with our, with our audience and our following. We act exactly the way we are with each other, with our audience. And so for the other bands who act like, yeah, we're the best things in sliced bread, it's a major turnoff. And you know the funniest thing? Those bands pay for all their likes. They pay for all their views on YouTube. It's fine to pay for an ad to say, hey, check out our uh, music on Bandcamp. But we know for a fact that they bought likes to the Facebook page. Because they have 10,000 likes, but you can look at their the likes on their posts, and it's maybe 10, maybe 20. It really shows that they're not actually trying to put an effort into engaging with their audience. They'd rather just shell out the money because in their mind, oh, well, if we work all the time and we pay for all this, we're still working really hard, but you're not. Because you can't buy your audience. And I know for a fact because there's one band who I won't name, but they recently put out a new music video on YouTube. And you can check on their YouTube page. This one has like 7,000 views. The other ones don't even crack 500 views. And on that new music video that they put out that has 7,000 views, most of the comments are in Russian. What's that about? Perhaps a targeted ad. Perhaps those 7,000 views that they got were all bought and paid for. And none of the comments in that section um, were even seemingly from their legitimate fans here in Jersey. 
So it's fine. They spent thousands of dollars probably on the music video and whatnot, but they have, I think, two original songs out, and they've been a band longer than Pedal Aggression. What my point here is this. It's so, so, so easy for people to see right through your lie. It's so easy for people to see, oh, they don't actually really care at all about what they're doing. They'll spend the money to sound really good. They'll spend the money to have a really good looking music video. But if they don't put in the time and effort to engage with their audience, if they don't put in the time and effort to make goofy videos on Facebook, which I know sounds like, well, why would a band do that? It You do stuff like that to say, here we are. We're not just a band with people that you can talk and laugh with, with people that you want to see pop up on your Facebook page. And then after a while, when you say, hey, check out a new song that we have or we'll put on a new album soon, I guarantee you, you're going to have more people wanting to check that out because they say, hey, I like these guys. I've seen these guys live. I had a real good time with them. That's the whole reason you do stuff like that because it, you build a legitimate, not bought and paid for connection with your audience. You have actual fans. They didn't just see some ad that you spent $10 on pop up on your Facebook page. They saw you, your actual bandmates, together having a good time making goofy videos or just sharing photos like, hey, we're out on the road today or whatever it may be. That's stuff Andy and I do all the time. We'll do live streams. When we drove down to Richmond a few weeks ago for spring break, we did a live stream down there. We didn't even talk about new music that we were recording with. We just shot the shit for half an hour or so. And... Our audience likes that. Now, again, I'm just saying this from my own perspective, but it seems to work. And it's not like when we went into forming Pedal Aggression in um, 2016, we had any sort of plan of attack about this. We just kind of do what comes naturally to us. And being funny and, and weird and unique like that seems to come naturally. Put some actual effort into making content that your audience is going to enjoy. If you, And again, this comes right back to even our first episode. When you formed your band, hopefully by now you and your bandmates are really close and tight together that you can make videos on your Facebook page of you guys just having a good time. And just keep on interacting with your audience like that. Make them laugh. Make them smile. Make them feel welcomed on your page. Make them feel like you, like they are a part of your band. So that you go hand in hand with each other so that when you make a new post and one of your fans is scrolling through Facebook and they see you, your band page pop up with a new post or a new video or something, they will want to watch that. They will want to like it or share it. And that's the key to success right there. That I really do believe wholeheartedly. I wouldn't spend so much time on it. That's how it works. Again, you might not be pulling in 300 likes. You might not be blowing up on Facebook but the numbers do not matter. It is quality over quantity with this, man. It really is. If you have a very beloved fan base that you're growing, it doesn't matter how many there are. If you have a strong following of people who really like you, you've made it far more than the band who spent a couple hundred bucks to get 7,000 fake followers. And sadly, I've run a little long here. But this was uh, the sixth episode of the show, the Pedal Aggression podcast. 
I think I'll wrap it up with that because I think promotion is really the most important thing to discuss. Playing live is almost self-explanatory. Um, I might come back next week with the seventh episode. We'll see. I'd like to, but, you know, life gets in the way and things like that. Of course, you can find this episode on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. It'll be on Pedal Aggression's Facebook page, facebook.com slash Pedal Aggression. And you can find our music at pedalaggression1.bandcamp.com. And until next time, I'll see you later.